Starts off with a quote from Ruth McKinnis. Passive aggressive anger gives us ulcers and gives others mixed feelings. Our past addictive lives were often based on cover up and denial of feelings. Some old habits die hard and unresolved anger may creep back into the best of recovery programs. Unexplained bursts of anger may take us by surprise and make us wonder if we are really getting better. Finding ourselves faced with a string of daily irritations, we are now challenged to take a deeper look at what is really going on in our lives. What might be we, what might we be ignoring and covering up in our day-to-day living? Discovering the cause of passive-aggressive anger is a powerful tool that will let us live assertively with our feelings and then let go of them. We don't have to let our feelings build. With help from a from our higher power and our 12-step program, we can work through the real cause of a problem. It's always better for us and others if we share our feelings rather than store them up till they burst out. In learning to do the next right thing, we learn to be assertive with our anger and find real peace of mind. Today, let me learn to assertively share my feelings instead of covering them up. My first two thoughts with this reading are, one, oh my God, I can act like that. And two, passive aggressiveness, I think, is one of my MOs that we talked about with Neil when he was here. And it's definitely a coping strategy that I have, not that it's a good one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's definitely one of my go-tos, especially this is one of the things that I learned a lot in my last relationship of what not to do. And it kind of... I agree with the reading. It's like, are we really getting better if we're acting passive aggressive? And I can't speak for anybody else, but I felt like that was an indication that someone wasn't getting better. And it was a challenge for me because it is a go-to. And as I get more, I don't know if educated or savvy, I'm getting better with my words to where they can come across. If I was like, if I was in a heated argument or something, my words might come across somewhat nice, but really there's an undertone or a dig in there. Um, I really struggle with this. There's someone I know that this is just everyday world, not an addiction world. They won't talk to someone for weeks, months, whatever. And every single email, they start out with, I hope you are well. That's the passive. And then it's, do this for me, is the next email. Or, you know, or they're getting corrected for doing something wrong. Or give me money. Or take care of this problem. And I know it sounds so innocent. And maybe it's just the way I receive the the tone of these emails. Because I know that this person isn't a very... Um, people person like I may write emails once in a while to you know different people that I haven't chatted with to 
even in business, just to check in or, you know, touch base. I don't necessarily have to want something. So that's what bothers me about this. I hope you are well. And then, boom, I want something. And I get it. You can't just start off with you want something. Although a lot of times I do because why why make up shit? It's just a line. <laughs> it's just a line to get what you want. So you're being passive on one end and then aggressive going after what you want. It says that passive-aggressive behavior is centered around anger and I know, I know for me that I've definitely acted this way out of anger. And I think the message in the reading today is what are we doing about our feelings instead of being passive aggressive? And I've had this, I've had this like, oh my God, if I send this text or I say this thing, Am I acting in recovery or am I acting like a jerk, you know? <laughs> and there's been times and people people don't always get this, but I've done it and I, I'm fortunate for the people who do understand where it's, I literally say I have to not talk about this right now or, you know, I, basically I don't want to take it out on the other person, the anger I'm feeling but I know that I would be sarcastic or passive aggressive or just mean or whatever if I'm disagreeing with what they do. But I also know usually if I sit with something long enough, I can get over it. And this is where, you know, if you're a, a person who prays or you could do the serenity prayer or you could journal or you can podcast, you know, whatever it is to get rid of that anger, you know, go for a bike ride. That's why the self-care piece of this is so important in, in recovery. Like if you want to be successful, if you're not giving yourself the outlets to get rid of the anger, of course it can come out in other ways. And passive aggressive is definitely one of those. So the reading asks, what white might we be ignoring and covering up in our day-to-day -day living? So one of my hot spots where I'm the most sarcastic and passive-aggressive, and it's not the right thing to do, and I try to, this is part of why I go for a walk every day, I try to get it out of my system during the walk. My frustrations is I want to be doing other things. I don't want to be at my day job and the littlest things anymore just frustrate me. And they're they're not a big deal thing. Three years ago when I first got back here, and that's actually what it's been. To, Friday, it'll be three years exactly since I've been back. My job's not bad. The people aren't, you know, worse per se. You know, there's not any life-threatening conundrum going on that should make me feel these angst and anger. So if I was to dig in to what am I covering up or feeling on that instance, it has to do with I'm not, I'm not living my dream anymore. Like I used to be able to serve the floral managers and I feel very handcuffed. And that's the bigger issue is that the things that I believe are good for the stores, my customers, the people that I want to help, I can't seem to get done. There seems to be too many obstacles. And if the people bigger than me aren't in support of the things that I'm saying or doing, 
then I'm I'm not going to win. I'm going to just end up coming across really mean um, or not mean, um, insubordinate almost. So I don't, I, that's the deeper issue and I have to either deal with it and, and try to be a good human being in the process or get out. Like those are my two choices. It's that black and white to me. Oh, I guess I could deal with it and try to be less sarcastic and passive aggressive and all that. And honestly, I think COVID is saving me from that too, because I was getting more and more snippety and, you know, there's one, well, there's just things I don't agree with. And there's a, a person that I feel has impacted um, a lot of things in a way I don't agree with. But again, I have to suck it up. It doesn't mean that the company I work for is bad or whatever. It just means that when I see this person, I kind of want to be sarcastic and an idiot every time. And I can't really do that. I'm not working on me. You know, like they could be. It's funny because I thought about in some instance. So as someone who's managed people before. I've I've done some very bold things like I've given um, anonymous surveys and whatever. Like if I'm not doing something right, guys, tell me. And this has been identified as a weakness of mine for a really long time. And I thought about writing this person that I struggle with a note saying, and it's funny because I laid in bed. It was kind of like the same premise as when I decided to start doing coping while cooped. Um, I thought about what this letter would look like and I I wanted to share the perspective. Okay, well, if you're going to manage this way, this is the impact that it's having or this is how we see it because when this person first got there, the opening speech about how they were going to help us and, you know, teamwork and rah, 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 I'm not seeing any of it come to fruition. And my feelings, I shouldn't be taking it personally, but my feelings are um, hurt, frustration, because I feel like this person lied to me. Like, this is all work stuff. I shouldn't, I don't believe that, you know, work should have a place for all these kinds of feelings, but I still have them and I can't, I don't want to say I can't control them. Controlling them is challenging, I guess. I can't control, I can't change my feelings, but I got to make sure that my behavior doesn't reflect them or hurt anybody else or myself more. So anyway, so I thought about writing him this letter and kind of calling out, okay, these are the things that I'm really struggling with here, or this is the perception by your actions and I thought about making it a teachable moment you know and and that part of what I wanted to say would have not just helped me hopefully but helped him grow as a leader and as an individual and what I found myself doing and this is this is how I know when I'm angry about something is as I'm thinking about what the verbiage would say in this letter, I keep going back to little sarcastic comments in it, you know, like where I want to be helpful, but then I want to zing them because I'm angry about past behaviors. So the good news is I recognize that. The bad news is I'm not overfeeling a lot of that way. 
so I didn't send the letter because it would have been it would have been passive aggressive because I couldn't I couldn't write it without coming across that way. So I'm just I know that the work stuff may not resonate with everyone, but the moral of the story is I have a feeling. The feeling is angry and frustration, and then I can take action. So I have to circle back and and just really go, okay. It's not that bad, really. I mean, like I said, nobody's dying. And if I don't want to live this way, if I don't want to feel these feelings, then I have to do something different. So then I put the onus back on me, just like the serenity prayer. What can I control? I can control my attitude. I can control, um, you know, it, when he first got there, I would, I would share ideas and, you know, go... I don't want to say go out of my way, but I would interact with him regularly. Even before we left the building, I stopped interacting because it wasn't good for my, my, how I feel. Like once he lied to me, like pulled the face, lied to me. Now I don't even talk to him because I have no respect anymore. Um, and that's just how I'm dealing with it. So now I just use my chain of command to get it to him. I don't need to talk to him. I don't need to make him look better. Um, I don't, I, I'm trying to find, neutral I'm not sure if I shared neutral with you guys before but something I learned from Brooke Castile last year from her listening to her podcast um, and I and I love this concept of you know there's there's feeling let's use love and hate so love is one end of the spectrum and hate is another and neutrals in the middle and you could apply this to your exes or, you know, anybody you want to want to do this with. But, but this is how I know if I'm kind of healed from something. So when it comes to my brother, for example, I'm going to love him forever. Right. And I've shared with you guys that I don't think I'm capable of hate anymore. Like I just can't even wrap my head around how to get to hate. Again, grateful for that. And I really can't even think of many people in life that I did hate I might have been super repulsed but anyway so I love my brother however as you've seen the last month I get all these feelings I'm upset I'm angry I'm worried I'm frustrated I'm hurt because of the things he said to me so I don't need to get where all rosy and happy about it especially since he hasn't apologized which by the way would be aggressive behavior if I thought he was still listening and I said something like that I'm being passive aggressive because I'm talking to you about him and I'm saying if he apologizes you know that could be my aggressive part in communicating with him passively through the podcast I don't know if that makes sense but anyway so on the love heat thing if neutral was right in the middle, that's a good place to land where things just are. And Brooke uses the example, I have a fat thigh, right? Instead of saying I have a fat thigh, you say I just have a thigh. Because that's, it's true. And it's, the fat part is um, opinion or perspective, so in relationships, if it was the love and hate and I wanted to get neutral, it's not that I'm happy or sad with John. I'm just neutral about him. So that's what I kind of strive for in those difficult situations now. 
and again, I've applied this to um, my ex when we were working through it. He's definitely one of the examples of I'd be like, okay, I just can't talk to you right now about this because maybe I thought what he was saying was so ridiculous or whatever. I would, I just knew I had to remove myself because I didn't want to engage in an argument or the anger feed into it, especially, for example, when drinking was involved. Um, there was there was two incidences, <coughs> excuse me, where we were drinking together, but he, I, I couldn't, there was no effective communication. So I had stopped drinking so that two wrongs wouldn't make a right. Because, you know, you throw emotion in with alcohol. It's not always the best thing. And um, this is how irrational I took it was. I stopped drinking. When he figured out I switched to water, he then said I became manipulative. Right? So I could be angry at that. or And I was. But I this churned all these feelings and stuff when I knew why I stopped drinking was coming from the right place. I didn't want to make a situation worse than it was. And if I didn't have the frame of mind that I do now, even then, because this is almost a year ago now, um, I could have, you know, argued more or said hurtful things. I think that's the part that I, I'm glad I recognize is you can't take your actions back. And going back to the the fifth step part, you know, we talked about the fifth step and turning stuff over. And when, the way that I told you I was going to see Justin last night for his step work, what he talks about is when you're doing the fifth step and you tell you know, you, you've written this list of all your defects and then all your positives. And once you share that, you like let it go. It doesn't doesn't necessarily give you a clean slate. For me, it it kind of did. Um, it doesn't take away the fact that we've done those things, but it does make it so we don't have to hang on with them every day. And it, the reason I point this out is because if we're hanging on to them, that's the uncovering that the reading asked about. You know, what are we ignoring and covering up? They're not serving us. Like that's the point of letting them go or releasing them to someone else because they just tear us apart on the inside. You know, the guilt if we feel bad about something or the shame or the hurt if someone hurt us because that's the other things. You know, we're sharing all that stuff. And yeah, it can live there. And I've told you before, like with the stuff I've let go, I don't really have a big strong memory of anymore. I mean, if I applied myself, I would, but... I look at it now as all of that happened to get me to this point, the good, the bad, the ugly. So I don't have to hang on to those feelings. So hopefully that helps me be less passive aggressive, less sarcastic as a human being. Um, yeah, so those are kind of my examples. I know I went in a bunch of different directions there, but um, I feel like I could be a superstar at being passive aggressive if I allowed myself and, you know, if you find yourself doing that, just this is where the open mindedness and the willingness to look in the, the mirror come in so handy. Are we being passive aggressive? Are we being kind, you know, with 
with the passive aggressiveness because it can it can get hidden. We we can bundle it up, and um, I found that typically it's just to get a reaction out of the other person. So you have two angry people or two people feeling negative emotions. What the hell good does that do? Oh, it brings us back to um, one of our symptoms of a relapse, right? Argumentative. Because if we have two people frustrated and angry, it's a whole lot easier to achieve an argument than if it was only one person feeling a certain way. So, yeah, there was a lot a lot to that passive aggressiveness. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope that helped. I will see you tonight. I have a training. Yeah, I have a training at 8 o'clock, so I don't know if I'll see you before or after class tonight, but I hope everybody has a wonderful Wednesday. The sun is shining here in New York, so I'm happy about that. I think we're actually going to start being above 40 degrees for a while, which means David and I can go back out riding, which I'm excited about that, too. Freaking beast. Alright, guys, have a good day. Talk to you soon.